For the second straight year, Eli Drinkwitz reels in another big fish. This time, it's Lee Summit North's Williams Winery. Which position do I think he should play? Has he, has he been a silent commitment for a few weeks? And if so, what does that tell us about his recruitment? Let's talk about all the angles right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hey all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. And, well, there aren't really a ton of terms and conditions on Williams Winery's commitment to Missouri right now. Just an oral commitment. He put on the hat, right? I guess you can always take off the hat at some point later in your life. But as I've been saying on this program, I really think if Winery commits to Missouri, that's probably the final deal because I've got to assume Come August 28th, as I've said ad nauseum here on this program, there's going to be a new law coming into effect, and for all intents and purposes, Williams Winery, for instance, can start getting name, image, and likeness money from Missouri alums, collectives, and what have you. So a lot of really interesting things at play here. Number one, I just felt like a few weeks ago that there was basically no chance that this was going to happen, certainly last Last June, I, I barely even was paying attention to this young man's commitment because it just didn't seem realistic like he was going to be a Missouri Tiger. Well, following his commitment ceremony this afternoon, Williams Winery spoke with some media members and said that actually he had been a silent commitment to the Tigers for about four weeks or so. So what does that tell us? To me, that does tell us that this name, image, and likeness law is having a massive effect. I think it had an effect on Williams Winery. I'm not saying it's the only reason whatsoever. I, I think from what I've heard, I think his mother in particular was kind of in love with the staff and just the idea of her son staying pretty close to home. Now, of course, the Oklahoma Sooners, Norman, not too far away from Lee's Summit either. And you know what? It's obviously great to get a, a victory of any kind over the Sooners. We'll take a, a recruiting victory, hopefully some football victories here uh, soon enough for the Tigers over the Sooners here in SEC football. But on the recruiting trail, obviously the Sooners have been going into Kansas City recently, that area, and specifically Lee Summit North High School, by the way, and really taking some great players, including Caden Green last season was part of the 23 high school class. Well, he's going to be, he's, I'm sure he's showing up going through his first fall camp down in Norman as we speak. He was a great prospect, a guy Missouri really, really wanted. Obviously, it just didn't work out. So to be able to get a guy that obviously Missouri wanted, everybody in the entire country wanted in Williams, Winery is just quite a coup for Eli Drinkwitz and company, especially the year after getting Luther Burden. I mean, that's really, really impressive. 
Honestly, once I did make the prediction, I was among many people. Obviously, I was far from the first, but I definitely predicted on my show that I think Winery's going to be a Tiger. Kind of all, everything was pointing that way, except for really the Oklahoma side. There were people on the Oklahoma side, some prominent Oklahoma names out there, including actually John Williams, the Locked On Sooners host, was saying he felt confident about their chances going into it. But what led me to be pretty confident about the Tigers' chances is that Georgia was saying that it was a Missouri lead. You see, there's really no reason for the Bulldogs to be saying that necessarily. You sort of understand why Oklahoma and Missouri would both think that, hey, we're in the lead here possibly if the kid is telling you good things either way. But if the Bulldogs, the two-time defending national champs, if they're not hearing that they're in the lead, then actually it's a Missouri lead. And well, I don't know. That that just led me to the Tigers all along. But regardless, what the Tigers have here obviously is one of the absolute elite prospects in the country, the number one defensive line prospect in the country, the number one defensive prospect, period, according to 24-7 sports, on three rivals. I think it's pretty much a consensus. Correct me if I'm wrong there. If, if, if I am, it's only by a spot, maybe something like that. But what kind of player is he going to be? At, at 6'5", 250, I've seen him listed, maybe as tall as 6'6", 265 pounds. Well, obviously the Missouri strength and conditioning staff probably doesn't need my advice, but if it were me, I'd just let him naturally grow into whatever his frame should be because what makes him special is because as a young man, obviously, who's yet to even play his senior year of high school, 65250 let's say he's that for with the amount of explosion that he has out of that frame of his and by the way he's got a skinny face too that's another thing that i noticed you look at his at his picture this may sound silly but you look at williams Winery's face and he could easily be a defensive back for all i know if you just saw the young man's face but obviously he's a lot bigger than that the point is he can easily keep growing into that frame. He's not overweight whatsoever, and if anything, he's probably naturally just going to put on more muscle as he gets older. If anything, just make sure he keeps the <laughs> keeps the kind of frame that he has now. He's not a guy that I'm trying to build up into a one-technique, run-stopping, defensive tackle, obviously. No, you want that explosion and his really elite flexibility, his ability to just bend around tackles and keep keep offensive linemen off of him well you want to keep all of that alive so to me whether he ends up as he could end up at a whole bunch of places in my opinion either as an edge rusher maybe a strong side defensive end again maybe a three technique like Darius Robinson has been playing recently from Missouri although he's moving over to end presumably for a lot of snaps this season, somebody like Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs or Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams, a good example of that type of player. And, and indeed, Winery has the type of upside that he could find himself being a perennial pro bowler one day in the NFL. But I think at the very least, as a true freshman next year in 2024, you're going to see a guy who is an instant impact player. Not going to tell you he's going to be first team all SEC, but if he's not out there in a pretty serious way playing half the snaps on the Missouri defensive line, whichever whichever spot they like him, I think that's what you're going to see next fall. And of course, this is just an oral commitment. And yes, for all intents and purposes, 
yeah, this is just all ceremonial at this point until the young man's name actually hits hits the paper. And indeed, hey, the, in the era of the transfer portal, who the heck knows what happens in the future. But regarding the actual level of commitment here, I got to say I've seen conflicting reports on his ability to flip his commitment if he takes money during what I'm going to call sort of the limbo period here. So I want to talk about all that and all the ripple effects of Williams Winery's commitment. But first, I want to tell you about LinkedIn jobs, because these days I tell you, try to hire a new person for your small business. It's a big time gamble. So you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates on the market. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And if you already have a LinkedIn profile, it's really as simple as putting the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile. Help spread the word that you are in the market to hire. Again, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. And every day or tomorrow on the show, I got to be honest, we're probably going to talk some more Williams Winery. What the heck? You guys love it. Be honest. And we're going to do more of that right now, in fact. And it's got to say, it was nice to see the dismissive Twitter trolls, especially from Oklahoma and Tennessee, it seemed like. Less so from Georgia and Oregon fans. I guess Georgia fans have better things to worry about at this point. But yeah, always nice to see those people get their comeuppance, especially the ones who act like, well, there's no way this guy will choose Missouri. And the funniest part is when they're like, well, if he does, then he's going to then be a bust or something like that. Folks, when it comes to superstar players, the really special ones, which according to all accounts, Williams Winery is exactly that, he could go to Jackson State, he could go to Rutgers, he could go to Vanderbilt, and he'd still end up being a great player. Because guess what? Vanderbilt has some pretty good defensive line coaches too, and they could figure out how to get somebody that special to the next level. So let's not just act like Oklahoma while... Honestly, they've done a tremendous job on the on the offensive line, no question about that. And I'm not saying they don't have some good defensive line players in the NFL too, but it certainly isn't the end-all, be-all of college football. I've also seen some Oklahoma people clinging to the idea that, well, yes, this is not official as of today. But again, I, I'm just really getting the feeling by reading all the tea leaves, everything, especially when it comes to this new Missouri law. Again, here I go, bringing it up again, but I do think it's that important. I, I just don't think that Williams Winery, if he's going to be getting compensated here in a few weeks, that he's going to go back on his word. And actually, you dig deeper into this Missouri law, you actually look at the text of it, and there's a very important sentence here. It says, those providing compensation to a student athlete for the use of his his or her name, image, likeness rights, or athletic reputation shall have the right 
to condition payment of that compensation on a student athlete's attendance at a particular post-secondary educational institution. So that was a lot of legalese language there a little bit, kind of a long sentence. So long story short, in other words, there are conditions to this. Legally saying, I mean, uh, you would think people are throwing, if you're throwing around 100000 bucks or fifty grand, whatever it is, to Williams Winery for this reason or that, yeah, it's okay to then say, hey, you have to sign a contract saying that, yes, you only get this if you go to Missouri, for instance. I'm not just, it's not just a take the money and run type of situation. I think people are smart enough to protect themselves from that, number one, but number two, Legally, it's actually written into the law here, apparently, as I'm just learning here. Now, similar to williams Winery, the St. Louis area-wide receiver Ryan Wingo, another five-star player, things certainly sound like they're trending well in Missouri's direction there. In fact, Gabe DeArmond, at least Gabe DeArmond, maybe some other publishers too, definitely put out a future cast over at Rivals for Wingo to eventually commit to the University of Missouri. And obviously, this has got to raise Wingo's eyebrows. It can't hurt, that's for sure, White. And I'm, by it, I'm of course, I mean Winery committing to Missouri today. I mean, not only is, well, obviously you want to play with great players, but he's not silly. He's seeing all the opportunities here. And heck, in fact, I've even heard some rumors it's possible Wingo could be Moving up his commitment, you never know. As of now, he's been saying, hey, I'm going to wait until the end of the season, a a December time frame for his decision. But, you know, all that can change, obviously. You know, again, for the thousandth time, this new law, if you can suddenly start getting some more money, well, that changes the calculus for somebody like Wingo. And all this is sure seems to be a positive for the Tigers right now. And indeed, Governor Mike Parsons must be thinking, this is good for my political career because he is, I believe, doing a ceremonial signing of his own of this new this new law somewhere with the football team at the stadium, something at some point. But anyway, just thought that was, that was a good, uh, funny political move there by Parsons. Not trying to be partisan here. I just like to, uh, I just think politicians are funny. That's all I'm trying to say there. And speaking of funny, well, recently on the show here, I've realized I've had an opinion that I've put out there that's a little bit funny, but not funny haha, more like funny as in just completely and 100% wrong. So you know what? I'm going to do my mea culpa, my apology tour coming up right after this. Well, if you listen to this show regularly, or indeed you are an everydayer, You know I'm a huge fan of everything Desiree Reed francois has done so far with her administration. Obviously, the Dennis Gates hire is looking like an absolute home run at the moment, but just all of the little things, the game day experience, I'm just impressed by the way this administration, and Desiree in particular, listens to the fans. Well, one thing... I think still could use a little bit of an improvement at Faro Field has been the sound experience. But the angle that I've been attacking it with actually makes no sense whatsoever. And it didn't take me long to realize that I was wrong. I want to explain what I'm talking about here. My idea was, hey, it just seems like you have to turn up 
the sound very loud from the north end zone so everybody in the south can hear it, for instance. But I don't know. It just seems like there's a bit of a mixing problem there to me. I thought, hey, if there's sound on the south side too, well, won't that kind of balance it out? Well, here's a big problem with that, and it comes from Dave Beal, who was commenting on YouTube. He says, hey, John, love your show. Watch it every day. I professionally install sound systems, including high school stadiums in Missouri. The reason you can't have sound coming from both ends of the stadium is it doesn't work. Sound travels at 1,125 feet per second. The sound has to come from one single source. If it doesn't, then you hear it twice, but they don't arrive at your ear at the same time. There could be up to a half a second difference at the extremes. Also, sound waves pointed at each other create phase cancellations, so you lose every frequency that meet each other, kind of like the offensive line and defensive line. The result is atrocious. There's another way to make it happen, but it's complicated and expensive, called sound reinforcement. Have a speaker at much lower volume within a close distance to every listener so the one next to them can't be heard over the primary speaker the listener can hear. So basically, that that makes all the sense in the world. And as soon as he explained that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm a complete idiot. Why didn't I think of that? So Dave, thanks for your correction. I, I genuinely appreciate it. That makes all the sense in the world. I think I made that point at least a couple times. So hey, At least I didn't make it another 400 times or something and sound even stupider. So, hey, good, always good to have some expertise there. I love a good explanation that just makes total sense, even if it does counter something that I was saying. So, again, Dave Beal, appreciate you and appreciate you listening today to this show. Been an exciting episode to do, an exciting period for not only Mizzou football recruiting, Mizzou basketball recruiting. Man, let the good times roll here in Columbia, huh? So I'll be with you five days a week to talk about it during the season. So until next time, anywhere you get podcasts, YouTube, the SiriusXM app, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on the Zoo.